my cat is angry at me. I had to take him to the vet so I could get him sedatives for when we travel. Oh, no. He has not forgiven me. <gasps> oh. Hey, ma'am! <laughs> ma'am! Why did you take me to that place? I don't like it. It's, I, I want to look out the window. I want to eat wet food. I want to not spend time. Hold up, that's hard to. It's hard to do. That is a hard voice to do. It's <laughs> really fucking funny though. I'm so glad you like it. Oh, I realize it's basically um. Which one? It's one of the hormone monsters. The oh yeah um yeah um you do it better um I have been working on my impressions my dudes it's Coach Steve that was pretty good thank you can you do Bill Clinton I did not have sexual relations with that woman. Uh. <laughs> I was not expecting you to do an actual Bill Clinton. <laughs> you had me at hell no. And welcome to You Had Me at Hell No. I'm Allie. And I'm Mel. And welcome to our podcast where we explore our love-hate relationship with movies about love. We dive into uh, the romance genre, even though uh, it's not necessarily our go-to genre. Mel, what kind of movies do you like to watch to chill out? Ooh, I love a good horror movie. Um, my, I mean, my all-time favorite is Suspiria, which is Dario Argento, like really weird dubbed technicolor from the 70s um but there's one that i'm planning on watching that it was recommended to me by my friend josh who's also a listener so shout out to you josh fear street gonna be watching it soon while i pack so that's Ooh. my that's basically what i watch just spooky shit mm-hmm. Allie, what do you like to watch Ooh, i like to watch um to like kind of calm myself down i'll watch like an action movie where the main thing is in order to achieve a task these people must become even better friends. Um, a movie, here's the thing, Netflix put this in the action category, and I don't know that it really is, but it's a great movie anyway, and I watched it. Midnight Run, Charles Grodin, Robert De Niro. Love it. Hmm. Loved it. Um, I recommend. You do uh, love a movie about friendship. Love it. Excited to see Fast 9. I, I've have only friends. seen the memes. I, I'll i trust you to tell me how it ends up. I Oh, I will. With our king, um, Vincent Diesel. <laughs> <laughs> whose real name is Mark Sinclair. I learned that yeah. recently, and I'm just, I'm beside myself. Yeah, Vin. Vin Diesel is really Mark Sinclair. But he asked us to call him Vin, and I'm going to respect it. And that is, like, calling him Vin is not even... That's not an issue I have with Vin. It's more just Vin's... Vin being Vin. It's more that he... Uh, it's in like his contracts. Like He cannot lose a fight in a movie. Mm-hmm. 
And that's hilarious and absurd to me. It's but insane. But it makes insane? for some fun shit. Um, oh god, do I love a Fast and Furious. <sighs> anyway, we didn't watch that. <laughs> we didn't watch either of those today. We watched a movie that I'm I had never seen before. Mel, you, had you seen this? You'd seen this one, you said. Correct? Yeah, I did, but I saw it, oh geez, over ten years ago with uh, one of my college roommates. She was like, you want to watch a gay romance? And I was like, fuck yeah, and we watched it, and it was amazing. And I know that's a big spoiler, but uh, honestly, but we finally I watched this movie. I loved, I loved it. it. I loved it. We finally watched a gay movie. Yay! What? And I... I mean, I guess spoiler, but still listen to the rest of this episode. I fucking loved this movie. I kept saying, I'm so charmed by this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was uh, Imagine Me and You. Starring Lena uh, Headey, Piper Perabo, Giles mm-hmm. from Buffy. Oh, Anthony boy. Head. What a great movie. Um, I believe Matthew Good is the name of the uh, fiance. I'm double checking. I think so. That sounds Yes, right. it is. I nailed it. I fucking nailed it. You're amazing. God kid. damn it. God damn it. Can, how can anybody... And people... I'm not... People walk around. People walk around being like, <laughs> Allie doesn't know. And I do. <laughs> she knows, bitch. <laughs> Let's talk about this phenomenal gay film. Um, yeah. Um, on, I, I, do I love say this movie. We did. But I do want to say, too, um, that queer romance is pretty much a genre unto itself. You know, like, mm. there's a whole... And it exists. And there are, and there are some really... Like, like with any genre, there are some really good movies, and there are some not great movies, and there are some movies in between. I would say Imagine Me and You is top shelf. Like, it's really well done. The acting is good. The script is good. And I think one thing that you and I really liked about it that we'll talk about in a bit is that the queerness and, like, discovering the main character, discovering her sexuality, that's not the entire point of the film. The entire point of the film is finding someone that you love. Yeah, being queer is not an obstacle that someone has to overcome. overcome. Um, it's not like, and, and at no point does she have to explain or defend her sexuality. The issue is not, I can't believe you're gay. The issue is you're in love with someone else. Like, right. And, and that's something I loved about it because it wasn't, if I have to watch another scene where they're like, what, are you gay? I, I stop. Yeah, bar. That's, that's so boring. It's not. It's not boring because people have to go through it. But I think it. I feel at this point it's been overdone in rom coms and movies and stuff. No, Agreed. I mean I don't Agreed. know. I I think. I mean here's the thing. I'm hesitant to say that now because I'm sure there are examples of it being done well, but it feels um, like there's so many things about like coming out. And um, Cameron Esposito mentioned this um, in relation to her podcast because a lot of queer stories in media kind of end after the coming out because that's the part that a lot of straight people mainly interact with. So their whole thing is like, oh, so you have now explained to me being gay and now I'm not interested in any how that affects any other part of your life. Yes. Because I don't understand that. That is such a good point. 
And it's and one that... Uh, oh, sorry, you know. continue, because I'm yeah. sure Cameron <clears throat> had more to say. She did, and, and so she has a very good podcast called Queer, uh, Query, but delves into, like, all the other aspects of being a queer person and how that affects all aspects of all these other aspects of your life um, in ways that I don't think are typically delved into. And also queer people have full, uh, can have full, wonderful, important lives. Important sounds reductive uh, the way I said that, but they, they are, but, but like, but I, but you're, I don't the, think it's reductive, Allie. And of course, but you know, listeners, it's because I we don't this, see that. Exactly, we don't see that. Exactly. And like, I say this is the cherished straight of our friend group. So like, take you what are. I say with a grain of salt, but like, I do consider myself, <laughs> I'm an ally, um, but I do actually consider myself a queer ally. And like, part of what's so frustrating for me is like, I just want to, like, I think representation is so important, but I think instead of focusing on, like, first of all, what makes us different are things that should be celebrated. And I mm -hmm. think there's something lost when the only focus is on what makes us all different, when really, like, what you're, at the end of the day, whether it's gay or straight, you're telling a love story. And I, for one, would really like to learn or see the love story if that's what I came here to watch. Like, okay, you're gay? Great. I think that's a good point that especially in mainstream media and Hollywood specifically, we don't see that at all. Yeah. Like, I mean, it, and it, I think it also goes a step further and I think in some ways it may even do more harm than good to have that kind of representation because it basically says that the queerness of the relationship is really what matters in the drama and it kind of at least for me it it you know gives way to the idea that you know queer couples don't deal with the same thing as as hetero couples when really yeah. if you're in a relationship with someone you're gonna deal with the same kinds of issues whether you're queer or not i don't know that it's necessarily like uh, harmful but i do but also uh, if it's if we're only seeing the same image of one thing from a group and not recognizing the diversity even within that group and the not even really acknowledging the like humanity of people um then that becomes a problem like when it's only yeah. like you know how hard it is because <laughs> i haven't told my parents that i'm gay and like those are valid stories but it's like we how many of those that's not also not giving any like queer here's the thing if it's queer i'm gonna watch it um we're gonna watch it yeah. but it i um i think it's weird when there aren't like it's so rare that a gay movie ends happily mm -hmm. <laughs> and it's uh isn't uh, particularly well like any gay movie actually I was going to say lesbian, but, like, it's hard to find a movie with a gay couple where it's, like, and things were nice at the end. Um, because most of it is, like, well, something really horrible happened to one or both of them. Um, uh, and it's rare that we see that. And, um, yeah, and know. that's honestly to sorry. me, as, as because I'm not queer, when I watch movies like <sighs> that, my straight ass brain 
I mean, really has nothing to do with my sexuality, but I'm like, okay. You're so- straight ass brain, you goddamn fucking hetero. You know what, Mel? Let me, this is something I've been wanting to say. I don't care that you are straight, but I think it's weird that you have to, like, talk about it all the time. Like, I feel like you make it your whole person. <laughs> your whole personality. Okay, you, you're always I like, mean, oh. Your opinion is valid, but I really feel, like, judged. Like, I'm just trying to be open and proud of who oh, I Oh, God. Now we, <laughs> I feel like I'm being silenced. <laughs> God, it's just a joke. Get over it. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I think, no, the point, going back to the point you made, I agree because I think it's so reductive and we see this less now because I think there's more of a voice given to like Asian and black creators, but for a long time, there's a lens of blackness or, uh, Asian-ness that's, that's been told through a white lens and now we have less of that because we have black stories being told by black creators Asian stories being told by Asian creators and actors and stuff like that. Latinx creators being able to make their own shows. Exactly. That's what I want to see. I don't want to see, like, I don't need to see a movie where, like, the person being black or gay or whatever is the only thing about them. And I think that the time for those, I think you're right. Those stories are valid, but... I want other stories. <laughs> like, well, that's I think, why I love uh, Jordan Peele's horror so much because it centers around black people and the black experience. But it's also a good ass movie. There's this assumption in Hollywood, and this is still happening. This still is happening. Like, we're still. People. It's still going on. Of, but this assumption that, like, if a. If the movie stars, like, a white person, it is. Uh, everyone can still relate to it but if it stars someone who's not that no one's gonna be able to relate to it Mm -hmm. instead of being like hey if people just want an interesting story told and they're gonna find that they relate to something that is different from them and or even if they don't then they're open to something new or different that they weren't expecting and now they learned something interesting or they were entertained by something else like you don't need to relate to every single part of it um Sorry, yeah. now I'm on a different tangent. Um, but you're you're. But right. I, I, here's and the thing: I don't even care. It's not even that I'm against like being like being gay, like uh, being queer, um, being a focus, or um, being like I, I'm not a I'm not even against that being a focus. It's how is it done, and was someone actually? It, 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 I'm kind of tired of it. It doesn't always have to be from like the outsider's perspective because you can kind of tell. You can tell in movies when it's like, oh, someone from the group they're portraying was not consulted or talked to in exactly. the making of this. Exactly. With some, there weren't people on, in the writing process on the crew in the, like that was not a part of this when this was made. Um, and you can tell in certain movies. Now that being said, this movie was written and directed by a straight man. However, however. <laughs> I fucking loved it. This okay, so let's actually get in this fucking movie and get off our soapboxes. Um, but (laughs) okay, so basic plot of this movie, okay? Um, Mm -hmm. Piper Parabo plays uh, Rachel, Rachel, who the beginning of the film is her getting married to Hector, uh, whose nickname is Heck or Hecky, which is so fucking so British. British. This movie was so goddamn. 
British. It feels like very English, although there are a couple English. Irish people. It's but it feels so British. It feels yeah. so, but in a good way. In the way we are like, oh, this is this good. is cheeky. This is, this is fun. Yeah. We're so the good time. so the beginning of the film is them at their wedding getting married, and they like the idea is that Heck and Rachel are best friends, and mm. they're like in love and they're excited to get married. And um, we meet Luce, played by Lena Headey. Heady. I don't know how to say it. Lena Heady. I think it's Heady. I think. You I, know what? I think it's Cersei. Heady. Let's, I'm sorry to reduce her to that one character, but I don't have the energy to look up how her name's pronounced. So, Lena, if you're listening. I think it's Heady. I think I'm it's so Heady, sorry. babe. It's um, Heady. Well, I'm just going to call her sure Luce for the rest of the pod because that's her character's name. Luce. So, Luce, yeah. uh, first of all. Um, if you didn't know this was a gay ass movie, Luce is queer coded as fuck. <laughs> so it's not quoted. It's not coded. It's explicit. It's explicit. It's not even coded. It's, but it is a thing where you're like, ooh, this gay. Like it started. and I went gay. Yeah, like, that's I, fair. They're she's, gay. She's very. She's she's butch. She she's not butch, but she is. I would say soft butch. Perhaps I would say but here's labels are only there if they help you um it, but it, it, we don't need to be reductive that's but, fair. Uh, that's, but she's uh, yeah she's basically but wearing like she's sneakers. the hottest woman yeah. she's wearing sneakers and a vest and baggy jeans uh, so like oh my god baggy she's jeans. not straight and she is also the hottest person at this fucking wedding yeah. like and so yeah. and she's the florist and she did all the flowers for mm-hmm. the wedding and so she's mm-hmm. there helping to like do things and there's a moment where mm-hmm. where Piper Parabo is walking down the aisle and she is walking like kind of behind the crowd to like go set up the reception flowers and they lock eyes and they have this moment mm-hmm. and that's them falling in love and yeah. and honestly and it's it was as great. she's it was so good and like you see her kind of you see uh, uh, Rachel uh, Piper Parabo's character you see Rachel like look back to like look for that person again as she's walking down the aisle and she's gone and you could tell she's like oh, oh like she a lot of the beginning of this movie is piper parabo like standing and thinking and like kind of confused about how she feels but it's such a clever thing like what if it started at the wedding mm-hmm. like this is someone's what as she is walking down the aisle she has this moment and uh, anyway, they uh, sort of meet again at the reception because mm-hmm. uh, Rachel accidentally drops her wedding ring into the punch bowl and which, Luce gets it also, out Which also, like, her. how the fuck does that happen? A. B. I don't know. It's a cute way of them talking and bonding. Mm-hmm. And they immediately have a very good chemistry. And, uh, like, Rachel invites her to dinner and something she says, like, to her husband is, like, do, have you ever met someone and you immediately feel this, like, connection? I think she says it was, like, a friend thing, but she's, like, you immediately are, like, oh, maybe we met in another life or something. And yeah, it was very much, like, oh, have you ever met someone? And, like, subtext being, like, and instantly known you're supposed to be with them in some way, shape, or form. Yes. And, Ugh. uh... And they, and, but they keep, they're just close. Like, it's clear that these two are, have, are into each other and have a bond. And something I loved is that as they're kind of getting closer and as Piper Parabo's character is really 
thinking, uh, uh, like kind of trying to figure out what she is feeling. There's a scene in the di- at when they're at when Luce is at dinner, and uh, Rachel says that love uh, isn't necessarily like a big passion thing. Like it's uh, it's not about like a, a bunch of passion or you immediately know when you feel it all over. She says it's more like it's it's what she has with Hector, which is uh you feel warm and comfortable and then one day you're like oh yes that's what that is that's what love is and luce is like i disagree and rachel gets kind of pissed and it's more about her reckoning with that like there's a whole scene where rachel rents a a, a gay porn and she's very comforted by the fact that it didn't turn her on and i i did like that scene because it's kind of as someone who's that's a lot of some a lot of the times the way that you find out that maybe you're not straight or there's something going on with your sexuality is not uh oh i it's not always like oh i gotta fuck this person and if it is great fine that's valid too like you're allowed to that's a great way to figure something out. That's a great thing to know about yourself. But oh, at least from a personal experience, a lot of times it's just, oh, I feel something for this person in a deeper way than I expected or that I understand. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, also a lot of people have done the thing of like, oh, I'm not. I I passed the gay test. I saw some gay porn, and I didn't like. A, liking or not liking porn does not mean that you are going to like or not like that thing, by the way. It's porn. It's like, it's a it's a fantasy. It's like a ridiculous thing. Lots of people enjoy sex, but there's not a lot of stuff in porn that is just absurd. And it probably what, wouldn't feel good, absurd? my dude. What do you mean? It's probably not going to feel good, my dude. Porn doesn't always uh awaken in you your sexuality because porn's yeah. stupid that being said sometimes it awakens certain things where you're like oh it can but it doesn't always. interesting no it doesn't always and like like i said liking or not liking a porn of something does not necessarily mean that that's something you actually want to do or like or enjoy right um, um that being said sometimes actually- you see something like a gif on tumblr in the early 10s and you're like hmm, interesting interesting yep yep, yep, yep well yep. we um, don't okay but interesting I, anyway this got going... way too personal <laughs> it's okay one one thing i want to go back to is that dinner scene please because... god please go back sorry <laughs> going back to the dinner scene the 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 thing that gets piper or i guess rachel's panties in a twist so to speak is because she's she says that thing like oh well love is just warm and comforting and like um you know you don't really realize it's happening and then you're like oh i'm comfortable here this is love and then luce says no i disagree love is passionate and it's exciting and when you're with you that know. person you know and also you feel whole being with them and you feel like a better person being with them and then you know they kind of debrief and talk about it because it, it it's a tense moment at dinner and of course the other character who's in there is um hex straight bachelor fuck boyfriend coop who is just not delightful at all 
I here's the thing. I think this performance. I think this is. He's exactly what the movie needs him to be, and I. I think this is. I. I oh did yeah. Oh Find no, it to he, be delightful. The actor because did a good he's job. the most. He is the most straight man we could have in this movie, of like, assuming he can turn all lesbians. He's kind of rude. He's shitty to women. He's sex obsessed. He obsessed does not pick on cues. It's he really does not like, pick up on cues that women are over it. Um, really into his friendship with his friend in a way that is like almost aggressive. Um, yeah. But he was. Uh, this movie was so charming and delightful. Honestly, I. Um, oh, something else I loved about this movie is the dynamic because, like, they even start, say at the beginning, like at her wedding, Rachel is like, "Heck, and I have been." we started as best friends and then we became lovers and like like she really they you can see the friendship and the love there and it's not a uh it's not like a oh don't there's so much care between these two and they have a delightful they have chemistry they have a delightful little cute dynamic yeah but heck and rachel they do love each other but she they're best friends and um, one the thing movie isn't isn't saying that there's not not like this is all bad and this is all good. The like the movie does kind of dip into like sometimes things end not because the thing you're in right now is terrible. It's not that there's not love or care or good stuff in that relationship. It's just sometimes it's not the right thing. Yeah, um, yeah. And one thing that was said, I forget which character says it. I think it's, I think it's. Rachel's dad, played by um, Anthony Stewart Head, aka Giles from Buffy. He, I think it's him, but basically what they say, and it really, really struck a chord with me because of the stuff that I'm going through, is that, you know, you don't make a commitment to someone knowing exactly what will happen in the future. You do it because that's how you feel and that's what you want. And nobody ever plans for things to change. But sometimes they do. And that's the risk you take committing to someone and and building a life with someone. And I think that's demonstrated really beautifully throughout this film because that's exactly what happens to Rachel and Heck. Rachel has no intention of hurting him, of doing anything wrong, upsetting him. And then she meets this person who, you know, within five minutes peers into her soul and she falls in love with them. And it's nothing she could have ever anticipated. Yeah. And and the way it ends up playing out is actually really nice because basically the plot of the movie. It's still it's, heartbreaking. Yeah, for, it is. But yeah. it's, it's not a very plot heavy movie. It's more of a character driven love story. Which and is, so, I think, why I like it. Yeah, frankly. yeah. You do tend to like character-driven stuff a little bit more. I than prefer I do. character stuff. Like if if there, if there's a sort of meandering plot, but I have a full idea of like where these characters are. Also, like character can always drive plot. Plot, like there's not going to be a meaningful plot without decent character. Anyway, mm-hmm. sorry. Finish your thought. No, no, no. You're good. I think that's. I think that was well said. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah. So basically, like the whole. The bulk of the meaty bits of the movie, if you will, are Rachel and Luce building a friendship, getting to know each other, and also while this is happening, you know, things going on around them. Like, Rachel and Heck are not necessarily on the best of terms, and it's not because they don't like each other, it's because Rachel's struggling with her sexuality, and not only that, 
the the main layer of it is not that she's in love with a woman it's that she just got married and doesn't want to hurt heck and so yeah. you know there's a the the moment when she and Luce finally kiss is like <gasps> oh so, my god like, honestly romantic and sexy very passionate but then loved. you know i ha- loved it ha- listen to me right now i loved heck it quits sorry his, he quits his shitty like investment banker job gets drunk and comes home and when he's on the couch she basically confesses like there was someone else i kissed her um, she doesn't say who it was no. she says i all she says is like i loved someone who wasn't you but it's over and i'm not and, gonna leave you and i'm not gonna hurt you but i think you deserve to know right and then she looks and he's asleep on the couch and she's like oh no 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 i can't say this more she's she's crying she's upset and um, she covers him up with a blanket so he can sleep. And then he shifts and it's clear that he, his, he opens his eyes and it's clear that he heard and he knew. Yeah. And through stuff, uh, they figure out, he figures out um, that it was loose. And he's like, okay, I'm done. I'm out. And he, they fight. And something I appreciated about this fight and this, stuff at no point is someone like who is it or does no one has she doesn't have to defend her defend or explain her sexuality at any point the issue is not oh it's a woman like that it's it's not not that she's in love with a woman but like the main issue is that she fell in love with someone else and that's the thing right like occasionally there's little stuff with her mom being clearly upset but for the most part like it doesn't even rachel's not upset that she's in love with a woman rachel's upset that she fell in love with someone else right after she fucking got married to someone who she thought she was going to build a life with Mm -hmm. so uh, yeah And, Um, and part of what heck says to her too that just broke me in two just oh my heart he 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 says like I love you so much and like basically the gist is I love you so much Rachel all I want is for you to be happy and I wanted that to I wanted that happiness to be with me because that's the happiness I feel with you but if you don't feel that for me I would rather you go be with the person that you love and I'm not going to stand in your way but this really hurts and yeah. and I think that was Honestly, one of the most mature breakups I've ever seen in a in a romance movie. I agree, and like I, it was so mature, and I also appreciate that the movie doesn't shy away from like, no, this does hurt him, not in a way where it's like, how dare she, or it, like, it does acknowledge that um, he's mature and he he does kind of know this is the right decision, but that it's still very painful. And there's this scene that is kind of, not kind of, it is dark, but he, they, they have this like big uh, apartment that has, it's like on the, it has a roof or a balcony or something. And earlier in the movie, Rachel's like, oh, heck never goes out there. Heck never, he never goes on the balcony, never goes n- near the edge. And then he, as he is cleaning up the apartment, he walks out onto, like just stands over kind of over the edge and is just staring and you could tell he's very depressed and then rachel's little sister 
um, yeah, shows oh, up. Talk about Here's H. the thing. Oh, she's Why? Beauty. Look, at no point. Look, it, it. Am I curious as to how that child got there? Sure. Yes, I am. But also, I don't care enough that it up, upsets or shakes my opinion of the scene, which was that I loved it. I thought it was very sweet and nice and also shows like oh in the future like heck is still gonna be heck and rachel are probably gonna still be in each other's lives like it may not be right away but it it shows that you could still have love for all these characters really love each other and that's Mm. something that i i like seeing i Um, agree and also um because because rachel and heck are like 20 29 and rachel's little sister is like maybe nine or ten yeah. And so, well. like, the idea is that she was, like, an unplanned pregnancy. Um, but everyone still loves her. And, you know, basically, she's extremely close with Heck. And it's a very sweet moment because, honestly, like, whenever I see people on ledges, just personally, it makes me uncomfortable. And, like, they were sitting there and I was like, oh, no. But, <laughs> but he has this really candid and a nice moment with essentially his his little sister yeah. when he's crying and being like this hurts and I don't know what to do and then you know she's she's a child and she's cute and she's like well maybe in 10 years if you still don't have anyone we'll get married which he kind of like doesn't he's not like yeah definitely it's not like a crazy stupid love situation nope. it's just it's like a sweet moment of this child being like you're gonna be okay and i'm here for you yeah and it also it makes him laugh and like it's it, but he's also crying it's so good he he everyone in this movie is good piper parabo is good lena hudy is good um everyone is good i liked this movie so much it is also i know we talked about can we get into how gay this movie is oh so gay it's the gayest thing of just gently touching hands with someone and uh oh god it, it just also crushing on lena heady oh. i'm not i love that i'm not actually talking about how any specific gay thing i'm just like oh, when you hold hands with another woman and you get nervous you get nervous when your hands are near each other. This is gay. <laughs> this is so gay. I was so excited. I was like, this is so gay. Yeah, it was fun. I, it was so goddamn charming. And it was also nice to see something gay where you're not like, you're not holding your breath for something terrible to happen. Yes. Right after. Yes. Um, because that's what tends to happen. Usually when you see, um, I mean, any couple, but specifically when you see, a gay couple being happy um, or kissing or anything, you're like, well, a hate crime is about to happen in like a minute or something horrible is about to happen. Like even in, and I recognize that these are different movies, that this is a rom-com, but, um, but like even there's something to it of like, even in um, other rom-coms, although I do, this is a movie that I think we should watch and I do enjoy a lot. uh, But uh, in, but I'm a cheerleader. There's even elements of that in that movie where you're like, oh, yay. And then you immediately are like, oh, no, oh, no, no, no. They're going to get in trouble for for gay. And um, Mm -hmm. I I, I know I'm not being particularly articulate about this in this moment. No, I think you are. I think um, you are. But it it was nice to not 
habit be I'm holding my breath because I'm worried about like what truly terrifying thing is about to happen to these two people. Yeah. And in this yeah. one, it was more, oh, I'm holding my breath because I'm I care about these characters and I'm nervous about how they're gonna handle this yes um, and it I, wasn't it was yeah yeah anyway. and i think there's um one thing well there's a couple things i want to talk about that we haven't gotten to but we we mentioned that coop is like your quintessential like self-absorbed sex obsessed straight guy um who is Hex quintessential best friend. best friend in these movies yeah in these movies and i'm then, the guy's best friend right. and i want to fuck anyway right and his whole mission in the in the mil- in the film really is that he wants to get loose to change teams and fuck him and she mm-hmm. straight up is like well i'm gay so i'd be happy to be your friend <laughs> like she's yeah. very very straightforward the, with him uh, the fact that she even offers her friendship still is is a lot yeah because honestly like he's kind of a garbage person so not um, nice and and some things that i think are worth talking about is the conversation that loose and coop have because basically she says she they're talking he's talking about like oh yeah i'll fuck anyone it doesn't matter and she's like oh well i don't necessarily think that's appropriate because like you shouldn't get between couples um Mm -hmm. and the context of this though is that coop will know that someone's in a relationship a woman is married or something and he'll still have sex with her and his logic is well that's not my problem that's her problem Mm -hmm. which you know i guess is kind of true but also like Maybe don't actively pursue someone that you know is taken. That's not cool. And, like, obviously that that woman will make her own choice with how to handle that sexual encounter. But it's still, I don't think, a good thing to do when you know someone's taken to pursue them. I think that's inappropriate and disrespectful to them. Correct. And their relationship. But mostly to them as a person. And that's kind of what Luce says, too. She's like, oh, I don't think that's good. I don't think that's right. And then after... Rachel makes her confession to Heck the next day. Coop goes to Luce's flower shop and he's like, oh, it's you, isn't it? You're the one that Rachel's in love with. And he calls her a slut. And Yeah, I and did not like that. I didn't either. But, but it made sense for the character. It did. Yeah. And also he kind of throws it back in her face like, oh, well, I thought you weren't going to be a homewrecker. Like, you're a fucking homewrecker and you're the worst but not at, at no point is it about them being gay. It's his anger, and this is, you know, of course, my interpretation of the film that we saw, but I yeah. got the sense that his anger was not because she's gay. It's because mm-hmm. his best friend's marriage is now broken and his best friend is sad. That was Correct. what motivated him, and I thought that it was really well acted because you could tell that. Yeah. And honestly, this like Luce felt Luce feels bad about it. There's a point after she and Rachel kiss, they're in the back of her flower shop, they're kissing, it's romantic, it's fun, it's sexy, mm-hmm. and then Heck comes into the shop and Luce goes out and he's like, I wanna get some flowers for Rachel because we've haven't been on the same page and I just wanna like do something nice for her. Rachel mm-hmm. freaks out and runs away and Luce runs after her and basically Luce is like, I don't wanna be a home wrecker, but like I have feelings for you, and if you tell me to go away, and if if you really want to be with Heck, and you don't want to be with me, just tell me and I'll leave you alone. I want to respect you. But I have feelings for you, and you have them for me too. And so they kind of leave it at, you know, okay, well, Rachel wants to be with Heck, so Luce 
goes away and decides to go on vacation on holiday and that's where the climax of the film basically builds because right after this encounter is where she and heck rachel and heck have the fight in front of her family where he's like i would rather you just be with someone else if that makes you happy um so then Honestly, I really liked the ending of this movie. I thought it was I very loved, sweet. Like, it was we're a getting, I know we're gesture. Loved it. Uh, we're I, we we're doing a lot of kind of serious talk, but this movie is so fucking funny and charming yeah. and delightful and a easy breezy watch. Frankly, like it, I I don't say easy breezy as in there's no worries ever. Like there's actual stakes and you care about the characters, but it is not a like sludge to get through i i couldn't believe how easily because there are times when there are movies that we like that, that i like that we watch on this podcast that can still feel i feel tense i feel kind of like oh god or mm-hmm. cringy or kind of like okay all right well this is fine but i didn't feel that at all with this movie i was delighted i was charmed even when stuff was stressful i was like okay but i i, I was so in i was so in to mm-hmm. this movie um Me too. and it's and delightful and it's a great little watch it anyway. is 10 out of 10 honestly 11 out of 10 would recommend this this is probably i would say this might be our my favorite movie that we've done on the podcast i think i agree and, with you uh, I my, it might is, be my favorite rom-com that we've done i think so i think it's the best quality and mm-hmm. best in terms of favorite i would say it hits both those marks for me too yeah oh what a movie like honestly i didn't uh, think i not that the film like and uh, i just didn't think this movie was problematic or like making me pissed in any ways that movies did because it wasn't the type of thing where like because obviously when we watch these movies we kind of pick them apart and we do pick this movie apart but it it was like you said i think delightful is a really good word for it yeah it was delightful i think part of why it's less I think something that helps it is because it does focus on, like, the love story and, like, what the real issue is being that uh, Rachel is falling in love with someone else and not the... But part of it is, I know I keep saying this, yeah. but, like, she doesn't have to, like, explain her sexuality. Uh, no one questions her on it. The question isn't, why are you this? Like, Luce isn't like, oh, you're not really gay. Or... Um, uh, no one says, like, oh, you're not really... Tw-. Like... We don't have to deal with any of those conversations. And I know that there are, like, valid movies and relationships and real-life things where those conversations do happen. But this movie didn't have that and wasn't about that. The movie was about the, like, thinking that you know what love is or you kind of not realizing that you may have, quote-unquote, settled. Um because the real issue for Rachel, besides the fact that, like, oh, she's kind of gay, but the real issue is I thought this type of love was not possible, and I was happy and content with my life not having that. I was fine. And the fact that this was introduced, and now it, I know it's possible, mm-hmm. I can't you just can't go, go on living my life. Exactly. I can't go back. Exactly. And, like, yeah. it's unfortunate because one relationship ended. And, you know, yeah. when there's a good relationship between two people, it's sad when it ends. Um, but also, like, that happens all the time. But yeah, like, it's, I don't know, it kind of hits a nerve for me, because, like, I, without divulging too much of my personal life, Oh my god. I know, uh-oh, we're gonna learn something about Mel, uh-oh! 
Um, but you know, I. She's allergic to shellfish. <laughs> You're not. I'm so sorry. It's okay. Um, you were being vulnerable. I apologize. It's okay. It's okay. I mean, I try to keep kosher, so I don't eat shellfish anyway. But boom. Um, <laughs> it's keep it kosher, motherfuckers. Yeah. Sorry. Um, but it's basically uh, like you. First of all, when you're in a relationship where you are deeply in love with someone, um, sometimes things don't work out. And I've, you know, had my diatribes in previous episodes about this. But really what struck me is the idea of, you know, that adage, if you love someone, you have, if you love someone, let them go. And that's a, that's one of the hardest things you could ever do. And it's something that I've done recently. And it fucking sucks it absolutely blows and you know being in love with someone and having that feeling where you know you feel like a better person for being with them and you feel whole while for loving them and having them love you having to give that up for their happiness is really difficult to do but it also means like, I don't, and this is going to come out like I'm, you know, tooting my own horn. So give me a sec to, like, reroute and explain. But Fucking when, toot it, bitch. But when you, toot your horn. But when Fucking you, toot this goddamn horn. I don't give a fuck. Play the whole Louis Armstrong that bitch, okay? I don't care. Louis. Thank you for your support. I appreciate you. But yeah, like, basically, what that. That is the hardest thing to do. And I really related mm-hmm. to Hex's character, like, a lot. Um, mm-hmm. Because, you know, ultimate, it's it's the difference between love and, and possession or comfort. Because if you truly love someone and the relationship isn't working or they fall in love with someone else, as painful as it is to have to give up that relationship, prioritizing that person's happiness means, A, that you truly love them and want their happiness and what's best for them and b inevitably at the end of the day you making that choice and me making that choice also you know proxy with what i'm talking about is ultimately a good thing and it doesn't mean that it was a bad relationship it doesn't mean that there was some big problem that caused you to break up it means that you're choosing your happiness in the future and that person's happiness too because you know Forcing a relationship to work when something isn't working is only going to breed resentment and not necessarily that it's better to cut and run and, you know, cut your losses, but in a sense, yeah, and I think Heck did the best thing that he could because he saw the writing on the wall, like, oh, this person that I love doesn't love me the same way I love them. The best thing that he could have done is what he did, which is letting her go. Because at the end of the day, do you really want to be with someone who doesn't love you like you love them? That fucking hurts. Yeah. That sucks. And the whole time you know that they're... Yeah. That was beautifully said, Melanie. Thank you. I agree. Um, so, I... This movie was very good. I loved when they... There's a scene where they go to the football game. Oh, this was something that I loved. um, Because something I love is, like, spending time with someone just because you like them so much and it doesn't matter. Like, like, um, uh, Luce and um, Rachel go to a a football game. Mm -hmm. And they have a lot of fun and they get along and they laugh. 
And on the walk home, as uh, Luce is watching, walking Rachel home, um, Luce casually mentions, like, it's my birthday. She spent her birthday with this person, like, kind of doing things that, just doing kind of whatever Rachel decided to do. Like, they chose things together, and they clearly have, like, a really good chemistry. But, like, that was something where I was like, ooh, that's a juicy little tidbit and such a sweet thing of, that's so relatable because when you really like someone, you're going to give, you're going to be like, yeah, no, we'll do whatever you want to do. They'll call you up and be like, hey, do you want to do this? And you're like, yeah, yeah, uh-huh. No, I love that. And it'll be your, like, fucking birthday or something else like that. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, sometimes you get a call from someone and it's uh, the anniversary of your mom's death and you're like, what's up? <laughs> I'm doing great. I love it. Um, maybe that got too real and very sad. There are happier versions of what I just said. <laughs> it's okay. Um, um let's, but let's talk th- about the ending of this movie. Let's talk about the grand romantic gesture. Yes. Um, so Luce is driving away, um, and Rachel's already talked to her family about how, um, she loves this person, and they're like, we gotta go get her. And there's a big traffic jam and they can't get to each other and they don't know that they're both in the same traffic jam at first. And Rachel calls Luce to try to explain, like, hey, I, I want to be with you. I'm doing this. And Luce is like, you can't do this. There's nothing to do. It's, there's nothing to say. It's over. And be, a guy is riding past on a bike singing. Um, and... Uh, Rachel realized, and then that same guy comes riding past her car, like only a few seconds later, and Rachel realizes that they're in the same traffic jam. And she starts yelling for Luce, and she learns to, and she yells from her diaphragm, like Luce taught her at the football game. And it's a very sexy like whoa hands yeah, on each other oh yeah hands on hands on abdomens and 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 like hands on each other and it's oof ay and what um, she ends up yelling is what she yelled at the football game which is you're a wanker number nine and loses they laugh and then they see each other they both are standing on top of cars and they see each other and then they run to each other and they kiss and um I loved it. I goddamn loved it. it I fucking sweet. loved this movie. It was very sweet. These two actors had great chemistry, and are are they're just so good. Lena Headey is phenomenal. Yeah. Okay. I fucking love Lena Headey. Um. Here's oh can you the, oh, oh something else. Oh sorry. What? You go. No, no, you no, go. no no you go babe. I, I can. Was, I was gonna say, can you imagine if like this level of romantic grand gesture? was what we saw in How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. Um, I feel like it's different vibes, but, like, normally the grand... It is different vibes. For me, the cheesiest part and the part that I hate about most romance movies is the grand romantic gesture. Because I Same. think it's a load of horse shit, quite frankly, uh, if I'm I, I feel honest. like it's often reductive, and it's often used as, like, a thing of not actually doing what that person told you or needed it's like oh i did this big other thing 
and therefore everything else I did is taken away. Mm-hmm. And very rarely is it an actual thing of like, oh, um, this is because I listened to you about something, or I'm actually showing you that I love you. And part of this, um, what one of the things that works so well about this is she's doing something Luce taught her in order to show her that she does pay attention and cares about what Luce says. And also right after she does that, when she sees Luce, she says, I can do this. Like, she's reaffirming, like, no, this is a priority for me. I love you, and I, I can do... Like, wh- the doubts I had are gone. Um, mm-hmm. And it's very sweet, and uh, I liked it a lot. It was really nice. Yes. Ooh, something I remembered. And I said to you, as it was happening, during the scene when Luce is getting um, Rachel's wedding ring out of the... Um, punch bowl mm-hmm. the very deep uh, punch uh i turned to you and i said i goddamn love a sex scene that is not a sex scene yes because i do i love and by that i mean there's like when there's kind of metaphorical stuff where like p- there's clearly could be double meanings and different things but not overt and it's showing a connection between the characters. For example, if we're going to talk action movies, the scene where Michael Bean shows Sigourney Weaver how to operate his gun, essentially, a oh. gun. And uh, he's teach he's teaching her hair, but also she's immediately impressing him. And it's, you know, a whole thing. Um, this is kind of that, of like, oh, hey, I'm sharing this intimate thing with you and I need your help also not to be whatever I was about to it was gonna sound crass but do I it don't know. be crass Lena Heedy, Lena Heedy rolling up her sleeves to go get something okay girl <laughs> I think just like a very hot lesbian rolling up their sleeves okay for real what up dude yeah it was, shout out it was a look it was a look also, oh, uh, so many scarves in this goddamn movie. This was during a time when it was like, we're going to put a tank top on and we're going to put a scarf over that tank top. Right. And it's and not then we're going to put our jacket on. It's like a thin, a thin little fashion scarf, which is it's like fashion scarf. Were we all supposed to be ashamed of our necks in the mid 2000s? What was going Dude, on? Bitch, I don't know. We were, but we were having it happen for us. And um, I'm frankly on board for i not on board i don't know that i would I, I, i'm i doubt i would rock that again but i was not mad at it in this movie um yeah, it looked they looked good they looked great melanie was this movie romantic yes absolutely yes uh, yeah we thought sexy, it was romantic um, we thought it was sexy and now we have to ask the most important question of all please. fuck mary kill yes do you have one yeah i do oh Okay. <laughs> I don't know why I made that noise. I don't know either. Um, okay. Fuck Mary Kill. Okay. Heck. Mm-hmm. Coop. Giles. <gasps> oh, Anthony Head? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Anthony, Anthony Head. Uh, his last name is Head. I mean <laughs> he by the way, he plays her dad in this movie. Um Anthony Anthony. Anthony Stewart had his last name is Head. That never. How did I not realize that at any point in the all these years of watching him and things? I, oh well, I, don't, I can't answer that for you. Anyway, uh, the characters, correct? Yeah, the characters. 
Um, thing is, I liked the actor who played Cooper, and I thought he did a good job, and he's a cute man. But I cannot make love with that man. That's not a man who's gonna like respect the fact that I want to use protection. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. So I'm, he's... I'm going to kill Coop. I'm going to marry Heck. I think Heck and I would have a nice time and a nice relationship. And he seems like a sweet, nice man. And I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna fuck the dick. Here's the thing: the second that actor is in something, you're like, well. I guess we're sexually attracted to this character now. You yep. know what I mean? Yep. I, I have the same answer as you. Thank you. Thank you. That's the move. Yep. Um, what, um, there are, uh. I'm trying to think I, of one with the female characters because we didn't really talk well, about Well, there's her the Irish friend. There's her Irish friend. Yeah. There's Lucy's Irish friend. So. I guess Rachel Luce, the Irish friend? Friend? Yeah. Oh, Actually, no. Uh, how let's about. Do, let's do Rachel Luce and Rachel, Rachel's mom, the control freak. Got it. Okay. Unfortunately, we are killing Rachel's mom. I'm very sorry, but I don't have. I don't need more of that energy in my life. Um. I weirdly feel like we don't know a lot about Rachel. I. 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 Um. I. Actually, you know, I think I'd marry Luce. I'd marry Luce in a fucking heartbeat. And Rachel and I would kiss a little bit. So that's it. That's my answer. Hmm. I have a different answer than you. Okay, I want to hear. I would kill Please. Rachel. <gasps> what? Yeah, I would kill Rachel. What? Uh, I would... Are you going to marry the fucking mom? Uh, no, I'm conflicted. Because here, if... First of all, if I marry Luce, Luce and I are going to be very happy together in this scenario. Yeah. And I could just fuck the mom once and have it be done. But then on the other hand, if I marry a control freak, then I just don't have to do anything and I could be lazy. But then mm-hmm. that might backfire. So, yeah, I'm going to fuck the mom and I'm going to marry Luce. I'm happy for you. I think that's a good thing for you. Um, also, I think you would resent someone else being in control of your life in that way yeah uh, you, me you think <laughs> what? me you think i don't you think i don't want to let someone take control oh no oh, no um music make you lose control um uh this movie was so good yeah. i go would out watch and it watch again. it really it's worth your time i loved this movie oh i forgot Okay, I forgot this part, but I loved this as well. When um, uh, Rachel tries to get Heck to hook up with her in the woods, they they go. She takes him out to the woods oh, to yeah. have sex, and there's already a gay couple having sex in the woods. Yeah, two men behind a tree. It's very yeah. funny. It was delightful and charming, and uh, I like this movie. I also. Old Parker, who wrote and directed this, also wrote and directed Mamma Mia, Here We Go Again, which is a goddamn masterpiece. And um, if you're wondering if I sobbed in that movie, yes, I did. I sobbed very hard. Wow. In the theater. My favorite thing about it, though, about me sobbing in that movie was, like, truly minutes before, 
myself and the teen girl who was next sitting next to me were both singing and dancing to Dancing Queen. Like we were both having a jam moment where we realized we were both dancing and we were like, what a fun time at the movie theaters. And then minutes later, that poor girl had to witness me just being like, (laughs) 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 just... Well, Meryl Streep is like, my love, my life. I'm like, <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. It wasn't that hard, but it was definitely openly weeping in a public in, in a movie theater, openly weeping in a movie theater. Well, um, you know, yeah. whatever. Um, there's God. ABBA is so good. My pre- honestly, I prefer Mamma Mia, t- too. Here we go again. Oh. But Mamma Mia the first has stuff in it that I do. I haven't seen either of enjoy. them, so I can't weigh in. Um. F- well, you can dance. Don't. And you can try. No, don't do this. <laughs> don't you fucking dare. Having the time of your life. You're fired. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> see that girl <laughs> you're causing a watch scene I will not that scene. we'll watch that scene <laughs> digging Don't. the dancing queen alright I'm done I'm done I'm, it's, we said it um, well, now that, Melanie would you, now that that's wait, would done you, I would recommend yeah. this would you recommend this I would recommend this movie heavily um, yeah agreed god I loved this movie I loved this movie so much it was a good time and honestly also you y'all should watch it and let us know. This is actually something that I'm very interested to like hear listeners' yes. opinions on. So yes, go listeners. watch Imagine Me and You. Find us on our social media, Instagram and Twitter. Our handle is at HellNoCast. You can find us on the website, and there's a contact form. So if email is what you prefer, you can email us. Um, mm-hmm. And also, this this was such a good movie. You should share this episode with your friends and and family too. So. Listen to us on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts. Spread the word. Give us a like, a review, five stars. Whatever you got to do. Because honestly, this movie is a fucking great movie. This movie was a delight. I loved it. Yeah. God damn it, I loved it. Also, it felt good. I did feel kind of... I felt connected to Rachel. I, it, and I think I felt connected that it was about, like... A emotional like love connection and not like and then here's the thing though I don't want to discount people who are like I want to fuck because that's also super valid mm-hmm. and a big part of and also probably more stigmatized um anyway yeah. that took a turn we were on a happy thing I loved this movie also, I honestly anyway. did too I Oh boy, it was good. I had a good time. I don't feel like my life was wasted by having seen it no. more than one time. It was enjoyable this, this time, and it was enjoyable the first time I watched th- it. And it this was is a genuinely th- sweet love story. Yes, this was the most fun I think I've had, or the most delighted I've been watching a movie for this podcast that I hadn't seen before. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think of a time I watched one that I hadn't seen before where I felt this like giddy and excited to talk about it and tell people to watch it because like even ones where we had fun where it was something we hadn't seen before like we both enjoyed mrs winterborn but i don't think either one of us was necessarily like guys 
you gotta see Mrs. Winterborn. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was more us just being like, you guys, we need to support Brendan Fraser. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, by watching Mrs. Winterborn. Yeah. Um, but anyway, watch Imagine Me and You. Uh, I have been Allie. And I have been Mel. Love you. Bye. Bye. You Had Me at Hell No was recorded remotely at our homes in front of our pets, Roscoe and Benny. Allie and I would like to say congratulations to Tiffer on the birth of his daughter, as well as a big thank you to Lucille Petty and Bella Vanek for writing our theme song. Thank you, Bella and Lucille.